Hey friends, it's Jay. Welcome back to the show. The show with no name still. Is it the podcast formerly known as the Star's Turn, formerly known as the Tarot Coven Cast? Is it Celestial Symposiums with Jay? Is it just the forecast? The forecast kind of has a nice ring. Although I am partial to like celestial symposium. I love stuff like that. I know it's not alliteration in this sense, but it's close. It's like sound alliteration. I also have had trouble naming this week's episode. I know for sure I want it to start with Virgo season two, because as we will get into, there's some celestial happenings this week that very much make it feel as though it is a second chance at Virgo season. It is a Virgo season redo or uh, a revise revival, like um, bringing it back. But I don't know if I want to call it Virgo season two beginnings and breakthroughs. Very clear, very straightforward, a little intriguing. Or if I want to call it Virgo season two, Uranus Boogaloo, which is way more fun, way more playful and exciting, but like way less clear. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be both. Maybe it'll be neither of those things. Just sharing the ramblings that are running through my brain as I start this episode as awkward as ever. But hey, if you like this show, if you like these awkward beginnings, these ramblings of a mad astrologer, then I would very much appreciate some love in the form of a like or a subscribe, depending on where you listen to the show. Or maybe you could even tell a friend. Maybe you think they will be down with this wackiness. Maybe they will actually get something out of these forecasts and these astrological insights. I hope you're getting something from it. I feel like you wouldn't still be here if you weren't. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm grateful for any and all of the support that you throw my way. A lot of it is just super free ways to help out. And if you want to support my work in a more monetary fashion, you can always check out my website, jasminesastrology.com for consultations and other astrology offerings. I've still got my membership community thing still in the works behind the scenes. I will share more information as it comes along. What I do know for sure right now is that it will provide more in-depth forecasts. So like monthly overviews, weekly overviews. I would like to host, uh, you know, virtual get togethers at either a new or a full moon, or maybe just in the middle of every month to kind of chat about the astrology that's happening and uh, answer questions that people might have. More details to come. Stay tuned for now. Let's talk about Virgo season two. There are only three aspects, three major aspects taking place in the week of September 10th through 16th, and they're all very much of a piece. It's hard to look at or talk about one of these three events without referencing the other. So we got to kind of talk about them as one for the most part. Anyways, now these three events are the Virgo new moon happening on September 14th. Then we have Mercury stationing direct in Virgo on September 15th. 
And then on the same day, we have the sun in Virgo trine Uranus retrograde in Taurus. So why are they all connected? Well, the Virgo new moon is ruled by Mercury. So whatever Mercury is up to at the time of the lunation will be significant. And of course, every new moon involves the sun and the moon coming together at the same degree of the zodiac. So if the sun is that close to forming a trine with Uranus or any other aspect this close to a new or full moon, then the moon will also be involved somehow. And in this case, the moon will also trine Uranus, but that's going to happen much sooner as the moon will actually hit that 22 degree mark just two hours after the new moon. So it'll take the sun about another day to perfect that trine with Uranus, but the moon will move into that trine just a couple of hours later. So hopefully that starts to paint a picture of why they are so intertwined. They're sharing planetary rulership. The same planets are involved in the different aspects. So they're all just kind of meshing together. Now, on top of these events happening within such close range and sharing some planetary rulership, two of them also have a very similar vibe, or at least vibes that, again, mesh very well with one another. And part of that is definitely because of the proximity and planetary rulership keeping them so linked, but it goes a little beyond that as well. At its core, a new moon is about the welcoming of a reset, a fresh start, a new cycle. Whenever Mercury stations direct, it's beginning the forward motion of its own new cycle with the sun having reached its reset and rebirth phase at the Kazemi or the conjunction with the sun, which we talked about in last week's episode. So both the new moon and Mercury stationing direct have this theme of newness. And both of these events typically have a very internal and quiet energy. They're both really a time of pause and standstill. That magical and potent moment that's swirling with potential and possibility right before that first step forward is taken. Now, Uranus in a trine aspect with the sun isn't necessarily about a completely new beginning, but there is a groundbreaking quality whenever we're dealing with Uranus. It's a very innovative and experimental energy that tends to push us towards some kind of liberation or freedom. And while that's not the same as a fresh start, It certainly adds freshness to life, a certain excitement and stimulus that's not unlike the kind that can come alongside a new beginning. And I mentioned this in the September overview, but these two days are really when the energy of the month starts to pivot. You know, we had a bit of a slow and steady start, but now things look like they're really ready to start picking up steam, especially as we move into the weekend and the following week when Mercury will have picked up the pace a little bit more and the moon will have started to gain some light. This really does feel like a second start to Virgo season, even if there's only one week left of it. It feels like we get a second go or a second wind to really go for some Virgo-related goals before heading into Libra season. However, I want to be clear that this is just the very initial stage of that new start. 
It's the very beginning of a new day when our eyes first open and the day ahead is still a blank yet exciting page. It's almost cliche to say that the new moon is about planting seeds for the cycle ahead, but there is kind of no better comparison at this time. This really is a seed planting stage where we have to practice patience for the next few days while the moon, the sun, and Mercury work their way towards more favorable conditions. So let's take a look at each of these celestial happenings individually just for a bit more nuance and understanding. First up, we have the new moon in Virgo, which again is happening on September 14th. That'll be at 9.40 p.m. at 21 degrees of Virgo. Now, this is actually happening at the same degree where Mercury first stationed retrograde back in August, which I think adds to that whole idea of the second start or second chance kind of energy that's surrounding these few days. And I did talk about this new moon in the September overview episode, so you can go back and check that episode out as well for more information. I'll try not to repeat myself here too much. But this is the reset, refresh, reboot, update for your Virgo house and its topics and relationships. This is a chance to start again, to reframe, and set an intention to move forward in a new way. A new moon here is a potent window of time that's great for Virgo things like analyzing, organizing, and making things more efficient, making improvements, making things better, tidying up, cleaning. This is a great new moon for a not-so-spring cleaning. It's a time when we might find ourselves in reflection of the little things and all the details that go into making the bigger picture, all the work that's required to make something functional and beautiful. Virgo season can often have us deep in the details, and it might be nice to, as you know, part of our plan and our intention for the cycle ahead, it might be nice to honor all the bits and pieces of progress we've been making and just how important all of those details are to making a full life. And all of that is going to be much more practical and applicable once you focus it in on the Virgo part of your chart. So let me give a couple of examples. Let's say you have a Gemini rising, which would place Virgo in your fourth house. This could be a fresh start in terms of family or living situation. Or if you have a Virgo rising with obviously Virgo in your first house, then this fresh start is focused on you, your appearance, your body, your identity. If you are a Pisces rising, which would put Virgo in your seventh house, then there might be some sort of fresh start within your closest relationships. Maybe you can see better all of the little things that a partner does for your partnership, or maybe you want to set an intention to witness them more often in the future. And to provide just a more tangible example, because I know that Virgo energy craves that more tangible, practical, applicable style of things. So Virgo is my 11th house of friends and networks. And on last year's Virgo new moon, I was literally in the process of making new friends. 
I was on a trip uh, in a different country where I was meeting new people and creating new friendships and connecting with community. And I say another country like I was like gallivanting across the globe. I was just in the US, but still, it was very literal to a freshness in my house of friends. Now to pull things back to this year's new moon, we definitely want to take into account that Mercury, the ruler of Virgo, and therefore any lunation happening in Virgo, is still currently retrograde and moving slow. In fact, it's technically in station at the time of this lunation, which means it's not moving at all. It's pausing so that it can reorient itself and get ready to move forward again. And so I think there is a possibility that we get a little stuck in the mental realm, that we get a little too in our heads with the mercury of it all. But I think a great way to counteract that will be to tap into the earth energy of Virgo to somehow ground all of that mental activity into something more tangible. So even if that's just journaling, getting all of the thoughts, you know, getting all of that energy up and out, that can be helpful. I also think the trying with Uranus is going to help us to shake out of our heads, but I'll connect back to that in just a few minutes. This new moon is also in a loose opposition with Neptune over in Pisces at 26 degrees. And this might just feel like subtle or background influence, but it does add some extra caution and an additional sign that we should take things slow because Neptune can cause confusion and haziness. This is sort of making me think of, I don't know, I feel like it's like in Alice in Wonderland where, you know, Alice sees a, she sees a sign for a place that she needs to find, a place that she needs to go to, but there are arrows pointing in two opposite directions, or maybe it's, there's multiple arrows pointing in multiple different directions, something like that. And it's like, yeah, maybe the best spot for right now is right here. You know, like I can't rely on this external information. So I need to kind of sit here and look within and and figure it out from there. And, you know, the nicer side to Neptune is that it can be really great for creativity and imagination. So we can maybe channel that side of things into our new moon intentions and really dream big about what might come next. Okay, so that's the new moon. Eyes are opening up. The day ahead is becoming clear, but we're not quite out of bed yet. So now let's look at Mercury stationing direct in Virgo happening the next day, September 15th at 421 p.m. Eastern, and that's at eight degrees of Virgo. So as I already mentioned, when a planet is in station, it's stationary. It's paused. It's steadying itself so that it can reorient itself as it prepares to move forward. Station days can really be the trickiest and the bumpiest of the entire retrograde for some people. Think about when your body is moving in one direction and then you realize that you need to turn around, like you realize you've forgotten something or you can't go that way anymore, whatever. But there is that moment when you actually have to stop and make the turn. That's the least smooth part of the motion, right? Like the, the sort of like skidding to a halt, the turning around, and then you can move back in the way that you came. It's a bit of a stall. But nevertheless, this is the end of the retrograde. We can now begin to untangle the retrograde messes, uncross the wires, sort out the systems, 
we will hopefully begin to see that an area in life in which we've felt stuck or in a loop starts to feel unstuck, starts to feel normal again, or possibly even better than before with all that has been reflected upon. It can mark a change in our thinking, a shift in perspective, a willingness to move ahead with something that we may have felt uncertainty around before. Like while Mercury was retrograde, we were just unsure. But now as we, you know, reor again, reorient ourselves to be moving forward, things are becoming clearer. Maybe there's details and missing pieces that prevented us from fully moving forward or being able to complete something that are now finally coming into focus. And, you know, it means that uh, you have to stop blaming Mercury for all of your problems. Not that any of you would be doing that anyways, right? I know that about you. But yeah, Virgo things are getting back on track. We're better able to analyze, assess, and problem solve. The logistics of something might just sort of fall into place in the coming days. We might see how to organize or prioritize in a more efficient way. Things are moving forward at a slow but steady pace. But here's the lightning bolt that potentially shakes all of this up and perhaps throws some of what I just said out the window, at least kind of. And that is the sun in Virgo trine Uranus retrograde in Taurus, also happening on September 15th at 9.24 p.m. Eastern, 22 degrees of Virgo and Taurus. And Uranus tends to be a quickening energy. It increases the pace. It injects everything with a jolt of electricity. It's best to expect the unexpected with Uranus, which sometimes means it's a very difficult planet to make predictions around because when you're expecting the unexpected, doesn't that then make it expected? Bit of a mind fuck there, but Uranus really does speak to that which comes from left field. It's surprising and potentially explosive sometimes, you know, sometimes metaphorically, other times more literally. So it's always good to allow for a healthy dose of spontaneity when Uranus is activated. And so I feel like this could maybe lead to some spur of the moment or impulsive action taking at a time when, you know, as I just mentioned, we're also being invited to pause and reflect and be patient. And when we do move, to move slowly and with healthy caution. And it's so peak Uranus to be showing up with its feisty and rebellious self at a time like this. Just looking at us like, yeah, you could go home after curfew, but you could also just sneak out with me and come have some real fun. So this might make us feel an urge, a restlessness towards taking action on something new, especially something we hadn't really considered before and therefore feels really enlivening and exciting. And like, it's hard to push against those feelings. Like that kind of thing really makes us alive and free, doesn't it? So I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. I can only translate what the planets are saying and let you do the rest. But let's look at this from another angle for a minute, because we have to acknowledge that the sun and the moon and Uranus are forming trine aspects, which is an aspect of flow and support. So oftentimes the unexpected developments and surprises that arise are actually welcomed or are at least easier to navigate. 
it brings the kind of change and upheaval that we feel open to and ready for. And in this supportive aspect with the sun, we might find ourselves curious about our identity and the ways we express ourselves. Uranus can really encourage or push us to step outside our comfort zone so we can try something new, gain more freedom, find a deeper authenticity. So what if the Uranus of it all is simply injecting this new moon and Mercury station with a bit of excitement and enthusiasm? Because on all other accounts, the energy is a bit sleepy, and maybe Uranus is here to wake us the fuck up. Maybe it brings us a breakthrough about our identity and the way we're showing up in the world, or maybe even just how we're showing up in our Virgo and Taurus houses, but a more general look at that would make sense given that Uranus is currently ruled by Venus, who has just gone through this huge rebirth. So what if it helps us to see something that we're ready to share about ourselves and we're really motivated and pumped up by that breakthrough, but we can see that a few other things need to click into place before we can fully express it. Maybe we're realizing we're bored of fitting into some sort of pre-made mold, that we want to embrace more of what makes us unique and wacky and weird, and all of that crackling energy just gets infused into our new moon intentions. Maybe this Uranus trine helps us to fully shake off the retrograde and shake up our routines and rhythms and schedules as we move ahead so we can really create some distance from those stagnant feelings. So as I always say, a great way to learn astrology is to live it. And we are all going to learn the ways in which this combo shows up for us personally and perhaps collectively. Something is definitely being awakened on September 14th and 15th, and so we'll have to check in with each other in the days afterwards to see what arose for us and what woke us up and what new paths we're now forging. I hope this Virgo new moon, this Mercury station, and this excitement from Uranus trining the sun and the moon brings you an amazing new beginning and an incredible fresh start, something to really enliven and motivate you for the last bit of the year ahead. And I want to thank you all so much for listening, my lovely cosmic companions. Please do stay in touch. You can send me an email, j at jasminesastrology.com. You can follow me on Instagram at jasminesastrology. And I'll be back next week for another celestial symposium. But Until then, I'll catch you in the cosmos.